0: Hello and welcome to the Leading Through Uncertainty podcast series. I'm your host Jude Jennison from Leaders by Nature and in this podcast I interview leaders from different organisations and industries to find out more about the challenges they face in leading through uncertainty and how they overcome them. This week I'm talking to Will Dean, the founder of a digital marketing agency called Unstoppable. The name says it all. It was wonderful to talk to Will and experience his unstoppable energy. He's an entrepreneur through and through. His passion shines through for his customers and his work. And Will really understands the value of a team, not just building his own internal team, but also his ability to collaborate with other partners as well. Hi, Will.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: I'm good, thanks, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well.
0: Good. Well, thank you for joining me today, Will. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Can you explain who you are and what you do for the benefit of the listeners, please?
1: Sure. And I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm excited for this. Uh, My name is Will Dean. I am the owner of Unstoppable. We are a uh, media company first, but a marketing agency second. So we do performance marketing for clients that have e-commerce shops or brands that want to build online and uh, we help them. Get ROI.
0: Great, and I love I love the name Unstoppable. It just it really speaks to me. So, can you just um, speak a bit more about what Unstoppable means to you?
1: Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I think that achieving something as a whole, you know, and this is this is kind of cliche, but. I think you have to have a mindset that you are unstoppable and any doubt kind of deters you from that goal. And so when coming up with a name, uh, I really wanted to to put that in the front of all the objectives and all the goals. And I think unstoppable is not only a great name for uh, a motivation tactic or factor, but when we're client facing, you know, they want to have that feeling that they're going to be unstoppable with working for us and working with us. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons we did that. But uh, like I said, we're a media company first, so we're going to be producing content that helps people in the workplace and helps people as entrepreneurs. And and, and I think unstoppable is a really great uh, just one word to get out there to people to, to pay attention.
0: I think it's brilliant because it like as soon as I read it, I was like, oh yes, I love that. This <laughs> you're setting such a clear intention of what you're what you're about with that. So so yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Awesome. And then. And um, what are your experiences of leading through uncertainty, Will?
1: Oh wow! So uh, I have I've had quite a lot. Um, you know, I I don't know where to begin, but I'll just kind of jump into it. I mean, there's so many things that are uncertain, right? You know, clients. Do you have clients? Uh, are you going to be seen? Um, is this business going to grow? Uh, should I stay with my job? Should I go expand? Uh, you know, by myself and venture out on my own. How do I build a team? Uh, there, there's so many different channels to go into. And I would say that, um, uh, I would say the number one thing that I go back to when I hear that question is how do I scale a business? Right? Because I I made the jump to be an entrepreneur very, very long ago, and I've always been an entrepreneur, but there's, there's security when you work for an organization or you work for Mm -hmm. a company and I worked for a really great company right out of college as my first startup failed. So I decided to work for a company called Yext and I had some great leaders there and they, you know, I think they went public last year, but, um, you know, I was on board and sure there's uncertainty in an organization, but there's also security in an organization. You know that you're going to get a paycheck, you know that, um, you know, you have opportunity to move up if you perform. And so, uh, I only had to focus on my performance and being a good leader internally versus growing a business like on multiple different levels. Mm. And so I was with that organization for a, a very long time, saw the company grow to several hundred people and eventually ventured out on my own. And when you venture out on your own, it's an exciting time, but uh, it's definitely uh, uh, full of uncertainties. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the number one thing is, are you going to survive and are you good at sales? Right. Mm-hmm. If I've been in the technology product space and if you don't have something innovative, you have to convince people or, or get people to work with you based on your service and your product and your knowledge. And that is a hustle on its, on its own, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just go out there and hope that your business is going to succeed. Uh, you have to hustle. And so my experience is with, uh, leading through uncertainty is, is reinventing the, the sales channel so that you're not just you know a, a cold caller or a salesman, you're able to build a business, lead people, and actually um, scale something from nothing and have the confidence to take it to the next level and have the mindset that you can push through all of these ancillary things that are keeping you down. And so um, I, I definitely would say sales first is the number one thing uh, to get through uncertainty. Uh, and then understanding how to manage and lead people and create a team environment is the second, because if you can't work well with others or you can't build a team, you're never going to be able to accomplish a goal. I mean, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger said it a couple weeks ago, but you know, he, he wasn't a self-made man, right? Mm-hmm. He, he worked with other people to become something of himself and everybody helps in that. And so when you're building a business or, you're writing a book or you're doing anything. There's multiple people involved and all those people have to work really, really well together to be successful.
0: Hmm. So, so I'm hearing that for you it's important to to you know, obviously sales and also to build a team. What, what kind of people do you look for in a team, particularly when you're leading through uncertainty?
1: Sure. So a lot of hard lessons here um, <laughs> when I've been doing it, you know, my last company I built to 16 people when ended, ended up selling it. Uh, but I was a, I was fortunate enough to have a business partner that was uh, more detail oriented and we were able to hire different roles based on what we knew, what we were doing. When I ventured out on my own and created this company, um, I initially looked for a salesperson. I was like, we need to fill the pipeline. We need to you know, get new clients. We need to show them what we can do. And upon my first interview with somebody that I thought fit the role, I asked my, I asked them, I said, you know, I, I saw myself floundering when it came to, um, making sure not, not client results were right because we always crush it for clients. It was more so making sure that reporting was on point, making sure that organization was on point, making sure that they trusted me from a structural level so that I could be their interim CMO. Mm-hmm. And, um, after interviewing this first person for sales, I asked, you know, I asked her how organized are you? And, uh, she said, um, you know, freaking flawless. And when someone says that, I, that clicked in my head, I was like, that's where I'm missing. And I really sat down and thought about it. I said, you know, I should be hiring somebody the exact opposite of me. You know, somebody that's so organized that all of the things that fall through the cracks, they're getting, you know, picked up and put into place. And so, Mm -hmm. um, that, that, and and understanding what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that was, that's the first hire. I think somebody, I think every organization in business needs to hire somebody that's the exact opposite of them and that can carry that. And so that's the only way we've been able to grow and take on more business is because we're organized. We're sending proper reporting. We're sending proper, uh, you know, uh, work agreements. We're just, everything is organized in Asana, in Trello, in Slack, you know, and that to me, I've never been able to see that before. And because of that, I'm, emotionally stable in terms of knowing that things are being taken care of that i would
0: and it's 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 interesting because you know typically we're naturally drawn to people who are like ourselves so you Mm -hmm. know entrepreneurs tend to be drawn to entrepreneurs and you know people who are laid back are drawn to other people who are laid back and people who are fast thinking you know often look for those kinds of people and and yet we we know and all the stats show that when you have a diverse team that you get better results but but there's more there are more challenges because there are more disagreements along the way have you have you found that that that's been more challenging to have a team of people who are are very diverse in their thinking
1: actually um you know at the beginning when my last company yes right because as a young entrepreneur, you think, you know, everything. And I, uh, I had great mentors and I got myself out of that. When I sold that business, I understood that I didn't know everything and and being able to actually look internally and know that you don't know everything is really creates an atmosphere for understanding and and collaboration. But um, I tell people that my project manager runs the business Mm -hmm. because I know what I'm good at and I know where I should stick my nose in places and I know where I shouldn't. Um, you know, I, at the risk of sounding modest, I am not closed minded anymore. Mm -hmm. And so really being able to know like, Hey, I hired this person because they're the best at what they do and I'm not that good at that And, Mm -hmm. and telling yourself that you're able to have open conversations about, you know, disagreements or, or directives. And, uh, I want the person who thinks at a, who thinks the best in their channel to usually make the decision there's I should I should never go in to our Asana or our project management tool or you know and go hey this needs to be like this unless it has something to do on the sales side uh, or the the performance side and 99.9% of the times it's not my role I'm like hey you win this is your this is your thing that's not even an argument what do you think is best to do here I'm always asking that question
0: right Great so building a building a diverse team is is one thing what are the what are the biggest challenges that you've faced in your career so far um
1: the biggest challenges i would say uh, building a team that's that is the number one thing I would say that like your success depends on having a really great team, not just a really diverse team. I would say that's the number one thing, any entrepreneur going out there and and trying to manage uncertainty or trying to go through these, you know, you're going to, you know, interest rates might go up, people might cut costs. Like there's going to be so many things that you don't know could happen in the future, but surrounding yourself with awesome people and motivated people is ultimately what's going to get you to the next level. Um, Mm -hmm. I consider everybody on the ground floor a a partner Uh, and eventually I'll make them partners, but a partner because you're not only going through the business on a business level, you're going through things on an emotional level and being able to, you know, work with those people to get through hurdles is a very important part. So, um, you know, finding the right team, number one, uh, and then managing, managing, forecasting properly. And so I'm not just talking about financially forecasting, obviously that's a very important thing, but you want to strategize about growth you constantly want, want to talk about where do we see ourselves in the next couple of months? What are we planning for? Who's the next hire and why? Mm-hmm. And, and being able, companies that don't do that who are really just focused in the now or don't take time to, to set aside um, those conversations, like where do we, who should, who should be our next hire? Or like, you know, we're seeing this in the marketplace. What should we focus on? You know, what type of marketing should we be focused on? Uh, you're going to eventually hit a wall, and you're going to have to scramble to to, to scale up. Um, and so there's there's planning for the future, uh, and then also managing finances and staying lean. You really want to stay lean. I see too many entrepreneurs get a big client or or get a big deal, and then think that those deals are going to consistently come to them, and not staying lean and not planning properly Hmm. um and that 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 is probably the second biggest thing um that i've seen
0: right and it's interesting because you you know you're you are an entrepreneur and you're you're talking about entrepreneurial businesses but i think you know both of those are true no matter the size of the business you know whether you're a Hmm. small organization or a or a huge organization of four hundred thousand people you know all organizations need to be lean um, and, and competitive, and to have diverse teams that that are able to deliver those results and and to to deliver the strategy that you've defined. So, um, so I yeah. think you know it's not unique just to to entrepreneurs. But but one thing I am interested in is you know a lot of larger organisations these days are talking about needing their people to be more entrepreneurial. What what do you think? Um, makes an outstanding entrepreneur that would be useful for a larger organization to know or understand?
1: Sure. Um I, I mean I, I think that that's I think when they say that, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think when they say that, they mean they want more passionate people that think outside of the box in their organization. Mm. I think a lot of or you know a lot of people uh when they work for somebody else Um, or they're working for a larger organization, a lot of the passion that goes into what they're doing can slowly go away. Mm -hmm. And when people lose passion in what they're doing, even though they do something very well, their performance isn't going to be that good. And so um, as a bigger corporation, you're trying to constantly inspire people uh, to be more entrepreneurial because that's a trait entrepreneurs entrepreneurs carry. They're they're able to create inspiration and motivation out of a a little bit, uh, every little... Milestone they hit, and so um, you know I I think that uh, people need to find the passion in what they do in their role. Mm. Like they need to to really dig deep and figure out what makes them happy when they wake up, Mm -hmm. and learn how to associate that with what they do on the day to day. And people that run the company need to take those ideas openly. And work with them. I'll give you a perfect example. I know what it's like to run an organization and have everybody in-house every day, banging the phones, just, you know, head down working. And so when I built this, I didn't want that. I wanted people to be happy and excited for what they were building because especially at the very beginning, that's the only way you're going to keep really good employees. Mm. So uh, we only meet two to three times a week, but we're constantly communicating all day through Slack, through Asana, through calls and they get to spend time with their family. They get to spend time at home. And I think that that right there is something that really excites them and really motivates them. And I think performance has gone up because of that. I think people are more dedicated to what they're doing and executing because it doesn't feel like a job. Hmm. Uh, And that's kind of, you know, the the angle I've taken with that.
0: Yeah. And I'm hearing in that, there's a, you know, there's a lot of trust that you, that you have in the team in that, in that, you know, that a lot of people talk about wanting to be in control, but actually that control is, is a lack of trust and, and is not giving people the space to have that passion and to thrive. And, and I'm hearing that that's what you're, what you're, what you're giving people.
1: Yeah. I I think that there's a different companies have different stages. You know, when you become a Fortune 500 company, a lot of people do need to be in-house and some can be remote. Uh, But at the beginning, I mean, we have a team of six people. Everybody's taking a risk, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just myself taking a risk, but everybody wants this to work. So I know that if they want to be here, they're going to work their butt off and I don't need to keep them in an office to Mm -hmm. do so and i usually keep office hours for strategizing for clients versus talking about hey what are you doing and it really boils down to project management too if we talk about what the goals are for clients or we talk about what needs to be done for clients in advance and we're setting those goals in a good project management tool we're able to know if they're getting completed or not right Mm -hmm. like if somebody is working and helping the client day to day and actually getting things done I'm not, I don't need to be on them, right? If all of a sudden, you know, a month from now, a year from now, people's tasks are becoming overdue, things aren't getting executed on time, you know, we have a different conversation. We're able to sit down and identify why or why not and really dig into it. And I think having a good structure to be able to do so, um, is, you know, allows people to, uh, you know, work from home.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I hear, I hear huge passion in, in what you're doing, but I, you know, I'm also hearing that, that you're creating a space for people to find their own passion and, and be committed. And, and I, you know, I think that is something that, that is missing in a lot of organizations And, and not just large organizations, but some smaller ones too. So I think giving people the space to find their own purpose and meaning, I think is really powerful.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I I agree. And, and constant learning is a a big thing. I think that, um, one of the things I, you know, and this might be a little off topic, one of the things I always try to, uh, explore with my team is what do you want to learn? Like, what are you, I want you to become the best at your role. What, what are you trying to learn? How can we help you learn? What courses can we take? And so I'm constantly trying to get, you know, new, marketing programs in front of my team or project management tools or anything like that because I think that constant educating You know makes them happier and it helps the business
0: Well, and also it gives them the skills to be out of their comfort zone because when we're learning we are out of our comfort zone So, you know and and that and that is uncertain. So um, Mm -hmm. so we're giving people the skills to be comfortable with the with the uh, the things that they don't know or understand but to actually seek to understand them by being curious and and through learning and and i think that's one of the ways that we can navigate uncertainty more easily is by having a an open mindset to to learning and growth
1: absolutely i think that uh there's so many people that have written about um or taught about things that we're going to go through there's no reason to not continue to learn you know the, the the worst thing in the world is a closed mind and i'm even trying to get better at you know Reading a book a week, but um, there's so many stories and educational things that could change the the path of any company if entrepreneurs or the leadership team actually took the time to learn
0: mm. okay and what um what value do you think smaller businesses have for for business and society
1: um, I would say that you know they they're they're on a they're valuing businesses on a personal level. So I think that connecting with other business owners and establishing kind of a uh, I guess you could call it you know approaching it in a in a value opportunity way, right? So that they look at the ecosystem and the businesses around them, and they're trying to create personal relationships with the people in them. And being able to create those personal relationships allows uh, them to exceed and scale with other businesses. I guess maybe if you talk a little bit deeper into the question, I could probably give you a better answer than that. But I would say the way we approach it is every time we look at a business or work with a business, we know that there are humans behind it managing it. So we always take that approach. We never look at it as as a structure.
0: Yeah, and do you think do you think for um, smaller entrepreneurial businesses it's easier to see people as human beings? And do you think people get lost in a in a sea of a hundred thousand?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that smaller businesses band together better. Um, and you know, I, I forget I was speaking with someone yesterday that just said you can make more money working together than you can working alone,
0: mm.
1: especially smaller businesses. I think that. There's an opportunity for people that run companies under hundred or a thousand to really get in there and to know the, the leadership team and the management team. And because of that, um, they're able to scale better. They're able to work together and scale. I mean, I have, I have several friends who own heavily you know, uh, funded startups where they take their clients and introduce them to us. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that personal relationship that allows us to grow.
0: Right. And there's a, there's a level of uncertainty that comes with that too, right? Mm-hmm.
1: There's, there's definitely is on their end and on our end. Um, you know, we have to execute, they don't know if it's the, the right introduction. Uh, and that, uh, that creates a level of uncertainty and risk. Uh, but it's what you need to do when you're a young company, you have to work together, you have to allocate your resources and work together to, to grow
0: yeah and there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of trust and, and respect and and accountability that is required in in that situation isn't there it, you know if somebody has has brought you you know one of their key clients the last thing you want to do is is screw that up and 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 ruin the relationship that you have with them
1: exactly and that's actually some that's one of our core competencies is, is transparency mm-hmm. um I never go into a relationship telling somebody I can do X, Y, or Z, right? Like mm-hmm. we know our skill sets. We know how good we are at stuff. We're, we're a performance marketing company, and we're going to knock it out of the park, but I'm super transparent, right? Like we're going to create a, a three-month plan that shows exactly our process, how we go about it, what we're going to test, what we're going to do, and while we're going to have goals, we're going to have you know acquisition goals, It's it, you you never know if you're going to hit it on the head. We're going to work together as a team to do it. But I think the difference is being transparent and being the first one to raise your hand and saying, hey, I don't think this is a good fit if we come to that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of businesses will wear out a relationship until it's a burnt bridge. And I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I think that if it's not a good fit, you should communicate with the other party and say, hey, look, like we tried and it's not working out. Here's, Here's somebody I think that might be able to help you. Mm. right luckily we've never crossed that because i'm able to know right from the beginning if it's going to be a good fit or not
0: and i think that's key isn't it is to is is that transparency that that you talk about in terms of um being clear about what you can and can't do and and being open and curious about you know how how can you you know stretch the bar and and, and move things forward Yeah. also about um it's just a lot about trust isn't it trusting that you've got the capabilities and that you if you haven't you can be clear and transparent about articulating that
1: yeah i mean there's that and then there's also your reputation right so so you know a lot of our clients are personal referrals and even if they weren't personal referrals your rep it really boils back down to your reputation if you're going to say you're going to if you say you're going to do something and then don't your name is not going to be spread around, you know, in a good light. Mm. And so sure, transparency is one thing, but making sure that we put ourselves out there in the most visible, you know, perspective and that we're always making sure that what we say is what we do Mm. and planning stuff out exactly and that our reputation has to precede us. You know, people need to, like, I've got clients, you know, at the very beginning, I, I have clients that maybe it didn't work out for us or maybe you know, there was a better fit with somebody else that did local. And those clients still introduce us to new clients because of the way we treated the relationship. And that goes a long way.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what's the biggest learning that, that you've had along the, along the way? What would you do differently?
1: Um, what I would do differently is plan ahead more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that emotional intelligence This all boils down to emotional intelligence, but I think that, you know, practicing emotional intelligence, you know, finding a good mentor, being able to, um, being able to control yourself on the wins and the losses allows yourself to set up and think clearly for the future. And so something, when you're building a company at the very beginning, you, you tend to get excited easily. And you tend to get upset easily. Mm-hmm. And managing those emotions allows you to scale properly, allows your team to stay motivated properly, and allows you to not worry about when something bad happens. Right. Um, and so reflecting on that is constantly trying to make sure that you keep a level head as you're growing. And so I, I would say that's the number one thing I would look back on and not change, but keep learning. Keep learning. You always want, you always want to learn something faster than you actually learned it. You know, I'm, I'm key in learning the hard way about things. And so, um, I think a lot of people are, but, uh, you know, taking notice of that and trying to, uh, find other businesses or other entrepreneurs or mentors that have gone through things before and studying from studying from them so that you practice what they've learned and you can implement that.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's interesting because, you know, emotional intelligence is something that I don't think we can ever have enough of. And I, you know, I I often say that I reckon I'll be 95 sat in my rocking chair saying, gosh, I wish I'd known that 30 years ago or 40 or 50 years ago or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, we we can never have too much of it. And I, and I guess that's why you're, you're driving the the learning for your team as well.
1: For sure. I I think that the more you learn, the more, you know, that it's, a lot of stuff isn't personal and um, you learn how to handle it better. And then that, and that, I think it, like you said, it goes down to learning, right? If you know that a situation that happened internally or with a client or, or building the, the company um, happens with 95% of the companies versus just in your company, you're going to think about it a little differently, mm. right? If you think, hey, this is happening to me, this is the worst, I hate my job, I hate my life but you don't realize that every single startup in the world has gone through it, you're not going to be able to reflect or look in, inward and go, dude, relax. This happens all the time. Hmm. Uh, and, and, um, that is where the learning comes in. That is where you say, I don't know everything. Let's study from people that have gone through this before and, uh, you know, approach the situation differently.
0: And you know, that's quite, that's quite a different mindset from, from being in, um, in an organisation where people are promoted based on knowing what they know and then being promoted again and and learning more, to to having mm-hmm. an entrepreneurial mindset, which is um, I'll just take a nosedive into the unknown and trust that I'll I've got the commitment and and I'll find the skills to be able to work my way through it, it's quite a different approach and. You know, a lot of people. When I left, you know, I had a corporate career. I worked in IBM for 16 years, and wow. a lot of people said when I left, "Oh, crikey, how you know, how on earth can you do it?" And I think um, if I'd known what I know now, I might not have done. <laughs> so, I <laughs> no. so I wonder, I wonder how much is courage and how much is naivety. You know what, what what's your what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say that um, there's a sort of uh, there, there, there's sort of like a uh, if, if people knew the challenges that they were going up against beforehand, a lot of very, very successful companies would have never been built. Yeah. And um, you don't realize, I, I think that being naive in the way you dream is really important. Oh, you, nice. need to be, you need to be able to have, limitless dreams. And um, the uh, the realists in the world, which it's good to be real in specific situations, but the people that put up walls outside of dreaming are the ones that really don't tend to accomplish a lot. You know, I'm I'm assuming that if when you were approaching your first book, you probably were like, wow, I, I have to write a whole book. I don't know if I can write a whole book. I mean, I certainly say that to myself, writing a whole book seems like you know, crazy to me. But if you thought like that going into it, you probably would have never finished it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think that managing dreams versus uh, uh, how people approach the day-to-day is really important. I think that everybody should have a, a, a crazy goal in mm-hmm. their head uh, and they should always be working towards that because I think that keeps the light on. yeah. Um, yeah. And then from the day to day, just managing how to get there. And while you might not hit that crazy goal, if you didn't have that, you would be, you, you wouldn't even get close to it.
0: Yeah. And what's your, what's your crazy goal? Will,
1: um, (laughs) I want to, I want to scale our agency to be one of the best performance marketing agencies in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to help grow brands internally, uh, to launch some of our own brands. Um, and, uh, that, that's my crazy goal right now. I mean, it goes way beyond that. You know, I, I, have some mentors that are in the eight, nine figure realm. And, um, you know, those are my goals, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's not all monetary, right? It, it's, it's, it's educating myself to hit those, that level of scalability. And I think that, uh, um, you know, my crazy goal right now is, is to build a, a really Badass team of digital marketers, so that we are the go to in the industry
0: mm-hmm. and what's the what's the impact that you're wanting to have in the world um
1: so I want to get to the point where I can give back um, again, not monetarily, but like I would say I want to take the stuff i've learned, repurpose it, and help build other businesses mm. that are meaningful mm-hmm. and so that's a goal I have. I haven't been able to necessarily do that. I do that indirectly with some advice I give to some of my mentees, mm-hmm. but, um, that's something that I'm really striving towards. I want to get to a point where I have the accolades to, uh, to share at my knowledge and help businesses grow. And so I've already helped several, but, um, I think that helping with wisdom and then also helping with applicable, uh, services is something that, um, you know, in the near term is something that we can do if, if we scale properly.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'm here, I'm hearing it's, it's twofold. It's, but well, it's on multiple levels really, but it's, it's sharing your knowledge and wisdom. It's providing the services and then ultimately potentially providing skills or, or financial support. So there's, there's lots of ways that you can do that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways. And I think that, um, just getting there, you got to keep your head down and and your goals big.
0: Mm. I love, I love that idea of, of making dreams, making dreams big and not, not knowing whether they're achievable or not. But the moment, the moment I asked you about yours, I felt your energy just lift and your passion come alive. So, you know, it's, it, there's something very, um, you know, there's something very compelling about having those big dreams, isn't there? I think it's so important to, to find that purpose and meaning that you talked about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people want to follow people who have those dreams and are crazy enough that they think they'll achieve them. Yeah. There's so many, you know, you look at, look at some of the leaders throughout history and whether it's in music or, uh, you know, politically, but people start by just saying something and Mm -hmm. internalizing what they actually believe they can achieve. And then based on what they say over and over and over, People start to say, "Wow, they, they've said it enough. It, it, it might actually happen." And then they start to follow and be part of that tribe. They're like, "You know what? Will said this, and I actually think he's going to do it. So I'm going to help him out here." Yeah. Right. And and you eventually you amass this tribe of people helping you achieve your goals, and you can actually achieve something. And so I'll never forget my leaders at Yext, Howard and, and Brian. I mean. I would follow them into a fire if, if they said that it was safe because mm-hmm. I, their emotion and their passion and the way that they articulated the goal and, and the dream was just so vivid that it was, I knew it was going to happen and it did. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is it manifested. And, um, it, it, that, that's, that's super important. You, you've built a team that believes you enough that it does manifest because everybody is working towards that.
0: Yeah, and you know, one of my one of my coaches once said to me, um, you know, if you dream big, then um, you can achieve that dream as long as you have both the commitment and the skill. And if one of those is missing, you just need to go find it.
1: Yeah, that's that's so true, and 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 that's where the the tribe comes in. You have multiple different skill sets coming in to help you. Um, and you can definitely, definitely achieve it. So I, I agree with that.
0: Mm, yeah. So, um, final question for you, Will, what, um, what's your tip for any aspiring entrepreneurs out there?
1: My tip is that, you know, there's going to be super hard times. You're, you you know, it is the cliche, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Um, I would just say, try to keep a positive attitude throughout everything and try to look at the upside in the downs and if you can do that because everything is a mindset if you can create a positive mindset or positive atmosphere around every situation you will be successful and it is absolutely keeping that as a core competency that no matter how bad it gets that everything is going to turn out in the in the right you will be successful. So keeping a positive outlook, a positive mindset is, is what will keep you going forward. And eventually you will hit that point uh, of success.
0: Wonderful. Well, look, Will, it's been fascinating talking to you. You're clearly unstoppable in every way, shape or form. I've really loved talking to you. Thank you very much.
1: Absolutely, Jude. I really appreciated being on the, uh, on the podcast and, and thank, you for, uh, thank you for everything.
0: Thank you. Don't you just love Will's energy? I was struck by his ability to bring people with him and I found myself smiling all the way through the interview. Will is clearly living out his big dream and a reminder to us all that everything we do starts with a dream and to keep reconnecting to the passion behind that dream. Will's passion for lifelong learning certainly helps him navigate uncertainty and his positive attitude in overcoming challenges is clearly part of his success. What's the passion that drives you? That's it for this podcast. I was your host Jude Jennison, from Leaders by Nature. Keep leading and I'll come back soon with the next interview on Leading Through Uncertainty.